How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Uh, it's going yeah. at. It's, it's a mixed bag. What's in the bag? Uh, What's in the bag? <laughs> <laughs> this one is in the bag. Oh, there you go. Um, It's just been like a mixed bag of... Like, work's been a little bit weird. Mm. Nothing awful. Um, but also, the day that work was weird, I went to the doctor to say, like, hey, um, my toe has not been feeling so great. And they're mm. like, well, it's not an ingrown toenail, but hear me out. If you like, we can just cut some of that off, like, right here. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. Okay. So they did. And now I have a wound I have to treat for, like, two weeks. Yay! That's very uncomfortable. But the thing is, like the whole point was like to remove an ingrown toenail that was causing issues. Ah, So hopefully this alleviates that. So that was both. uh, That's that's weird for one one thing. I like surgery, but no, not a fan. By the way, yeah, (laughs) not a fan at all. So I'm just I failed to follow the logic. I think you went from like so it's not an ingrown toenail, but we can operate anyways as though it was. That's what it sounded like you said. So, uh, for anybody who's grossed out by this, sorry. Um, like when I was sixteen or seventeen, like I had an ingrown toenail, and like they went and did like the whole cauterization procedure. Uh-huh. Like this will never be an issue again. Um, and then within like the last year or so, I had some issues where like it felt like some pressure. Like oh, the nail's probably like digging in my skin a little bit. Maybe I'll mm. go see them about it. And they're like, gotcha. hey, not an ingrown toenail. Like where they checked up in the front there, where you're pointing by the issue. Uh, here's some ointment for it. If it becomes an issue later, like let us know. Right. It's been like four or five months since then. I'm like, hey, um, I used the ointment for a bit and it was fine, but now I'm seeing some issues again. Can you like take a look? And they're again like, it's not an ingrown toenail here. Right. Um, but as a placebo procedure, <laughs> we will operate. <laughs> but I mean, what they found is like it was apparently in the back. Ah, where okay, it gotcha. wasn't. So I don't know how the body works because it wasn't connected there at all. It's all made up as we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully you feel better and don't need further surgery on your body. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Just elective surgery from here on out. And that's, <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's really hard for it to get insurance on board. You're like, hey, there's this thing I want to try. And they're like, what is it? Do you need it? Will uh-huh. you die otherwise? I'm like, well, no, but it's going to improve my quality of life. They're like, no. <laughs> they smack it out of my hands. The uh, approval papers or whatever, right? The way you said no reminds me of um, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. That's who I was trying to uh, uh-huh. evoke yeah. there. Yeah, no, that was right on point. Um, there's a callback I was going to make to something that you said, but I can't remember what it was. So it just insert like a joke here mentally. Um, it was pretty funny, I think. Oh, <laughs> got him. Um, well. That's kind of an eventful week uh, between work and surgery. That sounds like an adult week. I don't know if I like... Oh, I remembered it. Okay. All right. Just remove <laughs> the previous joke and the last related to that. But you said um, you had an eventful uh, week at work or an interesting week at work. And yes. I was like, what does that mean is where my brain went immediately. And what I visualized is like you were walking to the workplace. There's already some incorrect assumptions here. Walking to the workplace doesn't make any sense being outside doesn't really work anymore mm-hmm. um but i imagined you just like walk up to like the office building that you work at and it's just like a mcdonald's now <laughs> like overnight <laughs> you, you show up and it's now a fast food chain <laughs> you're like do i do i go in <laughs> have i have i been getting overpaid right <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only salaried McDonald's employee. <laughs> right. Working from home also. <laughs> Someone sends you a message like, hey, could you check out the fryer? <laughs> You're just like, mm, no, actually. Well, as long as my boss is also remote and they think I'm in the office, I can be remote and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, ice cream, ice cream machine's busted again. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyways, that's the end of my joke. Thank you for listening. Yeah, that was that was better than the initial haha. Right. Sure. That's kind I'm, of a placeholder. I'm glad we stuck through it. Yeah. John Mulaney would really be proud, <laughs> I think, of what we've accomplished here this evening. 
Speaking of accomplishments this evening, uh, this is a talk cast where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? John Mulaney briefly. Okay. So I apparently found out, not apparently, I found out that apparently uh, within the last year or so, John Mulaney got married to Olivia Munn or they started dating. And the only reason I know Olivia Munn is from like G4. Yeah. (laughs) And also she's just lovely and talented. Yeah. Um, Also in Mass Effect. No shit. Yeah. Anyway, she does a lot of cool stuff. Um, So that was just an interesting insight. Yeah. That was not... If I were to like line up pairings in my brain, I wouldn't probably have like made that association. Now, I don't know what associations I would make for people. Like, oh yeah, John Mulaney should marry. Spin the wheel. Uh, Freaking this person. You know, I literally couldn't think of a name off the top of my head. Um. I went Jake's to Lance, the... Lance Riddick. <laughs> <laughs> Jake in the zeitgeist of celebrity. That's actually just, I think, a, a callback because he's the last celebrity that I mentioned on on the podcast. I'm pretty sure. I think, maybe. Vague gesture arms. I I don't remember. We'll get the, um, the one fan who's just really into Soapstone lore to fact check that one <laughs> and let us know after the fact. The owner of the Codex. I I won't believe there's any lore until somebody makes like a a shitty website with a couple of links to other articles about like mm-hmm. like dot soapstone or if somebody has like a YouTube video with like theories right what are Jake <laughs> and Dave like behind the scenes these videos don't really tell all I'm like no they're dumb videos I mean how are they really making money with the podcast the important questions. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It must be all that advertising that we do. Mm-hmm. We've advertised for a lot of products. It's just none of them either know about it or are real. And I don't th- think Guinevere's canned bread is I either. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Thinking about it. Yeah. Anyways, other things that are going on. Um, talking about whatever. Uh, there was actually several news items we had slated to potentially talk about in some of our recent episodes and we like just never hit any of them so some of the stuff might be slightly older um but one of them is that microsoft is buying blizzard um not really super new information so this is not hot off the presses which means we have more time to present informed educated expert opinions <coughs> <laughs> my asthma's acting up <laughs> about how we think this is going to impact the industry but i do want to prepend one of my calls on discord was already right i was like could be subject to antitrust investigation and they are ftc federal trade commission is checking them out prior to the deal being uh going through so we Good. shall see I just, it, it, I mean, it gives me the illusion that there's like some degree of checks and balances to people who are so grossly paid compared to like an average person is. Yeah. Um, Microsoft, Microsoft is so big. They go up against this stuff a lot though. They like have a, uh, they've got to have a membership card or like a rewards card for times that they've uh, defeated antitrust <laughs> suits at this point. Cause I remember one of them like a while back was, um, uh, for installing Internet Explorer by default on Windows machines. And I think the argument was so much of the market was Windows operating system that by installing their own uh, browser, like as the default, mm-hmm. they were get- giving themselves an unhealthy advantage in the browser wars. I mean, I can see that argument for sure. But it what they just didn't know out. is that Internet Explorer is kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> Even Microsoft knew that eventually. They just made Edge, which is bad for other reasons, but sometimes good. Isn't that off of Chromium, though? I think so. Something like that. I couldn't say for sure. I'm reluctant oh. to disparage friend of the show, Microsoft. So, you know. I mean, you've also said friend of the show, Blizzard, before. So, uh, <laughs> right. say, say what you will. <laughs> now I don't have to differentiate. Um, but obviously, this is. Uh, this is good news for anyone who was hoping that 
there would be a change in leadership. It seems like uh, Bobby Kotick's not going to stick around. Um, going back to November, uh, Microsoft, ahead of Xbox, was like, hey, everything he's doing is completely unacceptable, and we should be against it, and I am against it. Paraphrased. Friend of the show. And uh, then... It would be really weird if like just a few months later they acquire the company and they're like, and he's going to stay CEO, right? (laughs) (laughs) That would be interesting. Um, Definitely don't see it going that way. Mm -hmm. I definitely see them getting rid of Bobby Kotick. That's the only name that I know publicly. Um, Yeah. I'm sure there are other people, but I mean, he's, he's one of the big ones. Yeah. But like, I feel like the perception always is like, oh, Bobby Kotick has been accused and like rightly so of like all these things, but uh-huh. like old leadership kept him on. And now that we have a change of regime, right? Change your presto, it's now good. Yeah. And I think it's always a step in the right direction. The same with like presidential elections or other elections mm-hmm. or a change in leadership. But uh, I don't think the change alone magically fixes stuff. Yeah, it's just like this person was like visibly shitty, and okay, we don't you don't see them anymore. They're gone. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still around. He still exists. Um, he might get picked up by another company who's like, oh, he's a really big name, and right. they'll be willing to take the PR hit to bring him on, or he'll just live out his days rich as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, they they're like loading him down with gold bullion and then pushing him out of the plane. Like that's his extra strategy. Um, I mean, like from a strict business perspective, he's actually been incredibly successful. I'm pretty sure he was around when they oversaw the purchase of like King entertainment, which does like a bunch of mobile games and brings in stupid amounts of money for Activision blizz. Um, And even the acquisition by Microsoft, like if you think about it, even if Microsoft is trash talking him, he was CEO when this massive above market valuation acquisition went through right like microsoft paid more for activision blizzard than they were estimated to be worth Mm -hmm. presumably to just close the deal even faster because money is just a number to microsoft at this point and you know 60 billion dollars might as well be a billion dollars you know (laughs) yeah i guess i'll just like shovel some of that out of the money room (laughs) was essentially (laughs) what they were doing at that point but kodak oversaw it so like as a business person he's been remarkably successful as a human being debatable (laughs) you know well i mean all his subordinates work that much harder because they don't want to get molested oof oof i I realize you're like this is business i'm like the world is shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's 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 pretty crappy i think like one of the reasons people have, because there was a lot of hope, I think like in discord, when this came up, one is we want to believe that blizzard can be better and that they can not, you know, continue to have these toxic cultures or these harassment cultures and like, like within the company. But we also want to not have our memories of the games that we cared about, like tarnished, right? Like I do still enjoy playing Starcraft co-op. I play overwatch with friends do all this stuff i want to believe that that can extend into the future and still like be developed and not like feel like a scumbag if i choose to support it in the future because i don't want to be a scumbag for supporting it in the future you know what i mean um and replacing leadership like you don't know if things are changing below leadership you don't really have visibility on like if the day-to-day culture is better at blizzard or not everyone will say it is who's to know you know right in the same way we didn't have visibility until the allegations came forward originally we need an inside person is basically what you're saying right if there's yes. a listener out there uh-huh. um wants to turn uh coat that's not right trader no um <laughs> wants the whistle <laughs> on blizzard and you I, want i would use a different choice of words <laughs> <laughs> and you want the smallest platform imaginable to do so <laughs> no one will find out it was you you could give your full name <laughs> <laughs> we dox people every episode it's not affected them don't worry about it <laughs> i mean but- it 
not not to harp on like the whole Bobby being a piece of shit thing. Um, mm. As far as like the IP is concerned, I think we've talked about like some crossovers before, and like the potential for good that they have. Yeah. Or is, this is for me remembering watching a YouTube video of somebody who did it much more eloquently than I. Yeah. Um, but like you can do really cool stuff with crossovers. Sure, it might be like a little bit incestuous between like really big IPs under Microsoft and Blizzard, but also Blizzard like puts their own shit in their other shit. Yes. So I don't think lot. it's going to be like a, whoa, holy shit, too much. Yeah. If anything, I'm hoping that it provides more... Well, one, obviously, the important thing is cleaning up the culture, 100%. improving the environment, 100%. Um, to the games, like I'm honestly hoping that it helps provide the focus that Blizzard has needed recently. Um, they haven't done much recently that like, I particularly care about. Overwatch 2 is a long time coming. I think some of that was from poor leadership decisions. Because mm-hmm. it's not like they don't have the manpower to... like do what they want to do Mm -hmm. in a timely fashion they definitely can um a lot of things come down to like shitty management i feel yeah i wish they just wouldn't announce things you know until they're basically ready to ship i realize that that's not the modern marketing strat but don't tell jake you're pregnant by the way holy (laughs) shit (laughs) until you're ready to ship (laughs) going gold (laughs) here here we go jake gets a text in all caps i'm having the baby oh my god my cousin's having a baby (laughs) why didn't you tell me about this (laughs) but um yeah i mean microsoft has so much potential or so much money right like they drop 60 million dollars on a company that's going to take a while to pay it off like there could literally be one person up at microsoft that's like i kind of just want diablo 4 to be good and i don't really care if it makes that much money just like work on it for like another five years (laughs) and it would probably be good you know what i mean like um they're gonna have a lot less pressure i feel for some of that stuff real talk it's gonna be diablo 3 in a new engine that's my suspicion like yeah because when i watched the diablo 4 trailer it looked very much like the path of exile 2 trailer which Mm -hmm. made me sad a little bit because path of exile 2 looks beautiful Mm -hmm. so diablo 4 at least from what little they showed it looked pretty nice at least aesthetically yeah but i can't imagine they're going to change too much from their more accessible approach mm-hmm. so like a more limited number of classes and progression and amount of abilities you can do where path of exile is just like who wants to go off the deep end kids right like they're very much two ends of the spectrum that's fair um there's a terrible joke in there but i'm just gonna let it go <laughs> which spectrum anyway, <laughs> yes um, um but the uh we're adults here we're adults here um but yeah, I mean, I my hopes for Diablo is they literally this is a high ask from Blizzard. I understand that, but they have a good launch <laughs> for the products that they're coming up with. This is this is what I'm, I'm hoping for. Like, literally, don't just add a money shop for no reason or a marketplace like Diablo had. Immediately, you're already doing a better launch than three. Like Diablo three, I think is actually a great game right now. It's not perfect. It has problems. It has faults. It was fun. There's some stuff that like two did that Diablo three never really got, but otherwise it's actually like get it on sale, play it with a friend. It's a good time. Um, but like there's so many lessons that they could learn, but they like literally blizzard just hasn't been recently and it's irrational to believe Microsoft's going to solve all of it. But I hope, I hope they can like, Hey, this other development team, Help the Blizzard team out. Let's like, like, let's help get this stuff over the finish line in, in a good state. I don't know. Again, I want to try and distinguish between what the dev team's doing and what like management's telling them to do. Yeah, at least that's my perception. That there's probably some disparity between the two. Because mm-hmm. very much like my job is like, I do the thing that I'm told to do. I'm not trying to like. Granted, I'm not doing like anything end user facing where it would matter in the same context of like video games um but like i know that there's oftentimes like a difference between what you might have an idea for and what your boss tells you to do yeah but that said like i would like them to have a good release in the same Mm -hmm. way like i don't give a fuck about pokemon like not not two two cents 
but I'm glad that Arceus is being really well received by people. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. it to me it looks very jank, but people are having a great time with it. So that means that like Pokemon can take a different form and become something else outside of just the basically 2D game. And that's really yeah. cool. I'd love to see more games like in that space that can play around with the core mechanic a little bit or just branch out outside of like it's the exact same game again. Yeah. But we updated the year on it. It's kind of so I have like I also have no attachment to Pokemon so this is kind of like this is dangerous territory. I know some of our some of our listeners do really like it. Um I kind of anytime I see like a game freak game, I'm like this is clearly a game freak game. Like this is something they obviously could have made better. For for RCS it's like the world looks like it's a PS2 world maybe like slightly newer than that. It's like it's very low res even for Switch, which is like not a powerful console. Um but it's I mean, it's good enough. There's much better looking games on it. I don't care too much about all that. I'm glad that they're actually experimenting. I had um a coworker reach out to me actually and ask if I knew anything about Pokemon because she had been playing it. I was like, nope. <laughs> and had a nice conversation, but like I don't know that much about Pokemon. Um that's a good sign, you know, if random people who barely ever like talk to you about games are like, Hey, check out this thing. I'm really into it. Like that's a good sign for Pokemon. Not that it needs more exposure, right? Like, well, yeah, it's it's very well known <laughs> mm-hmm. as a thing. But I mean, a lot of times people, I mean, it's so big that like you might not know. Like, oh, do you talk about the Pokemon cards? Right. Or like the PlayStation game? Sorry, not PlayStation. Like the Pokemon Game Boy game? The movie actually. <laughs> That's yeah. oh, the movie's good. Do you remember crying <laughs> the first time you knew what uh, emotions were watching that? Yeah. I mean, um, Ryan Reynolds, Detective Pikachu. It's an empowering performance. Legitimately good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's one of the last movies I saw in theaters, actually. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I went with like a girl I was seeing at the time and her friends, and it was a blast. I really didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. but it was good. No, it's good. It's entertaining. Um, yeah, we want to see improvement. That's the thing. That's what I want from these games. You're going to be owning the franchise. You're going to be owning a series of games. Step one, make good games. Step two, improve over previous games. And then step three, which is an optional step, continue to release games. <laughs> That's actually predicated entirely on the previous two. You actually just don't do step three if you can't do the first two things. I mean, that's not going to happen in that order. Um, (laughs) I imagine within like the first year of the merger going through, they will release something as like, this is our new thing. Yeah. And this will kind of be like they're uh, getting themselves on the map as like a new entity, that new identity. And then I do imagine like them making some changes to existing IPs. Mm-hmm. like maybe they'll hammer overwatch 2 through maybe they'll do another warcraft i don't fucking know right but yeah, i think this both... is very much like a strike while the iron's hot like mm-hmm. they've been given this thing and they need to kind of make it their own or at least polish it yeah instead of just be like hi we own all the stuff and we're, we live over here yeah microsoft has an opportunity like post this acquisition to shake things up and then while the gaming industry is like looking at these IPs, be like, all right, here's the big announcements. Here's what we're doing. Here's our time frame. Let's freaking go. A lot of potential there. Again, looking forward to news on Diablo, Warcraft, Overwatch. And then they announced a survival game they've been working on for six years. That sounds like it's a big deal, but we know like nothing about it. So it's not really. <laughs> so who's to say? Um, yeah, big, big sus on that. I know survival games are fairly saturated right now. Like, yeah. There's some really good ones, some cool takes. There's some ones you're like, I feel like I've seen that exactly somewhere else before, but like yeah. better. Um, they yeah, didn't I really heard anything about that. So. Yeah, they didn't announce it until like after the Microsoft acquisition because I think they were just really <laughs> concerned about the jokes about the survival environment just being the Blizzard office. Uh, you're just like, ugh. And then Sony bought Bungie. What? (laughs) 
not to be one up uh, after Microsoft bought uh, Blizzard for like $60 billion, Sony bought Bungie for like 3.6 or something like that. All right. So uninformed outsider opinion. From what I recall, uh, Microsoft used to own Bungie and they did Halo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where did Bungie become its own studio and then get picked up by Sony? So they separated for a time or they were independently acquired. They were part of Activision Blizzard. They were owned under Activision Blizzard um, and then bought themselves out again to become fully independent. So 343 Games took over Halo. Okay. What was that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. On the Microsoft side, 343 uh, kept Halo. Like that was... Bungie was not leaving Microsoft with the Halo IP. Like, there's not a re- there's a lot of timelines out there. Some would say infinite, and against all odds, none of them have Bungie <laughs> leave and maintain Halo. So, but I mean, Bungie did Anthem. Uh, Anthem? Bioware, Bioware did Anthem, but Bungie did Destiny. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I mean, better I mean, than Anthem. Yeah, I don't mean to yeah, not say a, that. Not like, a hot take. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Bioware's with EA, and they they did Anthem, and EA's not so sure about that Bioware thing anymore. (laughs) But the shed is actually full of the corpses of all the companies that EA's killed, so they actually, they can't. They can't kill Hear me out. I think EA, the long con, right, is to make Uh this reanimated amalgam Uh that will murder all other games. (laughs) That's probably true. They're going to make a super game from the corpses of everything that they just fucked over. (laughs) (laughs) It's not wrong. They they have the potential for it. It is the one game. (laughs) (laughs) EA, it's like like their opener. EA, we are the game. (laughs) It's just like a thousand voices in unison. (laughs) (laughs) EA, we will challenge everything. (laughs) Yeah. But the Sony acquisition of Bungie is kind of interesting. Um, this is actually fairly recent, you know, off of the uh, Microsoft um, Blizzard acquisition. So we know that it's not just in response. It's not like, oh, my gosh, give me a company that's under $5 million we can buy. Because um, talks take a while. But, I mean, this is potential for, in some weird twist, the company that made Halo that defined xbox the early years you know really put it on the on the map um to work for the console war uh like antagonist to microsoft essentially sony which i find endlessly hilarious like it's just funny it's at a point it becomes kind of like sports teams Uh where you're like are you rooting for the team or the people on the team because the people on the team will get traded around a whole bunch yeah, I heard recently, grain of salt, I don't know if this is true or not, that apparently uh, Nintendo and Sony were initially like friendly enough together, uh-huh. but then they separated ties entirely because uh, Sony wanted to do disc games on PlayStation, and Nintendo was like, no, fuck off. Yeah, cartridges are the future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still feel like they're both doing fairly well, but whenever I think of gaming from just like a a global context, I think of Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Because like, mm-hmm. what are your parents going to think of? Oh, it's a Nintendo something. Yeah, that uh, Mario Tetris guy. Yeah, like it's it's so broad appealing. Whereas like, name me five titles on PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. You can do it now because you probably have exactly five titles. <laughs> yeah, on like in my actual but... library, Bloodborne. There's a Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm sure a Batman game also came out on PlayStation. There you go. That's it, it. It's just five titles. Prolific. As... <laughs> <laughs> God of War, probably. Yeah. God of War, because he was in that fighting game they had for Sony. Mm-hmm. So many yeah. All Stars. Yeah. Then there had to have been a fighting game. Um, Tekken. Probably Tekken, Tekken, Tekken does sound like it would come out on PlayStation. Spyro was on the older Playstations, but now it's on Steam. That's another weird twist. Um, that's the funny thing, actually, uh, to the 
Microsoft acquisition of all this thing, all these things is like Microsoft. A lot of publishers still aren't really putting all of their things on Steam. Ubisoft is kind of like iffy on it. Um, EA doesn't always put all their stuff on Steam. They have Origin and UPlay Store, right? Um, but like Microsoft doesn't care. They're just like again the money room, right? Like we we don't actually care about money at this point. So sure, we'll put our stuff on Steam. And we'll throw it in the Xbox Game Pass, which is going to pop off because every game that you can play on PC is going to freaking be in that pass now. Yeah. Like everything. And they put games in as soon as they come out. It's not like play budget games. It's like, did Microsoft publish this? You can play it day one as part of the Game Pass. And this is now where we get back to like games as a service where Mm -hmm. you don't need to like necessarily have the console and the hard copy of stuff. You can be like, oh, well, I'll just uh, get the Game Pass, spend 15 bucks a month, and mm-hmm. play some games with my buds. And yep. honestly, as a consumer, it's not a bad option. Yeah. Access to so much. It's the same reason why people like Netflix so much. I don't want to go to Blockbuster to get a fucking movie. It doesn't exist anymore now, anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's <laughs> convenient like, you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the oversized pop. I really only liked sliding in the movies back in the slot at like the return slot. Oh, you yeah, park yeah. your car, you just throw it into the wall, and you're like, all right, we're out of here. <laughs> that was actually my blockbuster shut down. There's <laughs> so many damaged discs. But like you have access to so much, so like it it makes sense. Yeah. But then it I guess it depends how much you use it, but still it's like it's fairly cheap. Yeah. Which is why some people will let like Netflix lapse for months, even if they're not watching for three months. It's still value to keep it around if you can watch X amount of movies the next month. Yeah. Would you pay a subscription MMO fee in order to have hundreds of AAA games with new games added to the list that you now don't have to buy? For a lot of people, the answer is just yes. Again, friend of the show, Microsoft. But <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 going to continue to be a good deal. I don't have one, full disclaimer. I don't have the Microsoft Game Pass because I'm still working on my backlog from 2008, but we're going to get there. <laughs> Dave's shaking his head. We're not going to get there. What is on your backlog at the moment? Like, What's your next top couple games? So I'm actually playing through Enderall Special Edition, which is a full conversion of Skyrim. Um, that's fun. I enjoy it. I think it's a better game than Skyrim in a lot of ways. Fan-made I, game. Check I want to say I like how like this week so many people were playing Hollow Knight on Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at Steam. It's like Jake's playing. Oh, he's playing Skyrim again. <laughs> it says I'm playing Skyrim, yeah. It literally says, Discord says that you're playing Enderall when mm-hmm. the launcher is open. But as soon as you actually launch the game, it's like, no, that's the Skyrim EXE. And then switches it over to Skyrim, which is really hilarious. Because it means at some point someone plugged in the Enderall launcher. That is a short-term process until you actually hit play. <laughs> <laughs> but they have no idea, then way to know that you're not actually playing Skyrim. So whatever. Good game. Check it out. It's free. If you own uh, Skyrim, either edition, you can just get it on Steam. Um, but then once I'm done with that, if I get some PlayStation time, like a dragon, very high on the list. Um, I think like after you have one session, you'll message me and be like, dude, uh-huh. You should also message Dan and be like, dude, he'll dude. be like, I know. Yeah. So full uh-huh. disclaimer at this point, um, I did not beat the game. I got mm-hmm. like a good way in, but I think I just got tapped out on RPG stuff. Yeah. I know Dan has, um, mm-hmm. but like overall, even as far as I got, everything's so fucking good. Yeah. The gameplay, the story. Oof. The Yakuza series, like, they are not all this type of game, and it does have its faults, but it's just so entertaining to play. And it's really rare that, like, a crime fighter, not like Batman, but like, <laughs> you know, a crime beat-em-up style, you know, arcade sort of game really can have emotional beats. And I think we talked about it a little bit, Yakuza 0, a long time ago, but um, yeah, it's just real good. It's solid. You'll like it. Yeah. And then a bag of milk. Or, uh, outside a bag of milk. Outside a bag of milk. <laughs> Going to get to that one eventually. I've heard about it. It sounds very meta. Milk outside a bag of milk. Outside a bag of milk is the game title. <laughs> All 
I'm gonna leave it there because I don't know what it's about. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you looking at um, in your pre Elden Ring uh, fasting period? Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have suspected that I would just turn the question back around on you so it's not just me talking? God damn it. Uh, really, it's just checking out some Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. redoing some Hollow Knight, because one person just has to like start Hollow Knight and be like, fuck, we're back. Uh-huh. Um, just when you think you're out. I will say, uh, a little bit before we started recording, I'm trying to like beat my previous percentage as far as like the other achievements and stuff that you do as far as game completion outside of the true end game mm-hmm. and i did just beat nightmare king grim nice which felt cool that's all content i've never even completed i just got my good true ending oh and i haven't done like for the music DLC alone things. it's it that fight's worth it yeah but i'll need to go back and do his second phase it's just a phase <laughs> <laughs> just a phase mom <laughs> face dude kicks your ass <laughs> oh yeah um and i also saw you were playing uh vampire survivors for a bit i think you sold me on it very briefly legitimately every time i've played it i have been invisible on steam because Mm -hmm. it it's been like the most comparatively janky game that i've ever played it's very much like a top-down um enemies will spawn in from the side you have projectiles that fire automatically based on your weapon type so you might throw out a dagger in front of you or do like a simple whip animation and mm-hmm. it happens like on a whatever time interval so you're just basically doing wazd to kind of move around your character and then as you kill enemies you can get experience from them with like gems uh, and then you can level up so you might find some other weapons or you can upgrade mm-hmm. weapons but basically it becomes like you just get as far as you can and becomes like a bullet storm basically right the uh, popular uh, gearbox game <laughs> from Randy Pitchford, <laughs> Bulletstorm. Yeah, it, it calls that that exe <laughs> <laughs> right. at a point. Yeah, but I mean, I, like, I'm kind of waiting for a sale. Um, oh, it yeah? is full retail right now <laughs> at two dollars and ninety nine cents. So I will say right now, if regardless of what you think about it, buy it for three bucks. It's mm-hmm. fucking three dollars. And I've spent probably 20 hours in it because I just wanted like an idle turn my brain off type game. And it's right. very good at that because I'm just doing WASD. Mm-hmm. But also, after I played enough times, like I'm like, oh, I need to go for this specific build. Gotcha. Because like there are your weapons. So you can have like a, it's not a King James Bible, but it's like a book that floats okay. around you. <laughs> right. uh, you can have a cross that goes out. A lot of this is kind of off of like Castlevania theming. Mm-hmm. And like some other stuff but like you have weapons that fire at their intervals or whatever their patterns are but then you can also get passives so passes might deal help you deal more damage might have you hit things in a bigger area might have you attack faster right but certain weapons can be upgraded to like their top tier if you have a certain type of passive so i tried finding these combinations and looked some up uh, and you can do some like really silly ones like um the cross one when it's like max level without the upgrade, you just kind of shoot out crosses and they go out for a bit and then they kind of go back the way that they came. So right. you have some coverage. To heaven. <laughs> to heaven. <laughs> but if you get, I forget which item is paired with that for the passive, you can upgrade a step further and it becomes kind of like Alucard's sword that kind of just like flies around the screen. <laughs> and it's all like pixel graphics, but like it, it's fun and cool. I'll be honest. No, that is cool. It's been very pleasantly surprising for a $3 game. Mm-hmm. And apparently, apparently, it's blowing the fuck up, which I did yeah. not expect. Yeah, it has 23,000. So this was released date was December 17th. So it's been out for uh, two weeks and some change. No, that's terrible. What? A month and two <laughs> weeks. A month and two weeks and some change. We're not in January. It's not January 3rd. Uh, but... It has 23,000 reviews uh, on Steam, and it's overwhelmingly positive right now, which is, that's really good. I mean, admittedly, we're in a bit of a gaming drought, but I don't think people are that desperate that they're going to go on Steam and actually review things. I reviewed like three games total. 
and one was because I was mad. Uh, the other two were, <laughs> were actual reviews. But yeah, I've reviewed a couple games too. One of them was after like 40 hours of gameplay. I actually beat the game. Mm-hmm. It was like an indie game and it was like 40 hours and I was like, I'm sorry, but like I have to leave a negative review because <laughs> looking back on it, I got strung along a whole lot. Um, is a graveyard keeper, I think was the name of the game. I should go back and like leave some actual feedback in some of the games that I either really enjoyed or really didn't enjoy. Uh-huh. It's got it's, Dota has to have some crazy ones. Like people must have like thirty thousand hours in it by now, and they're just like, "Game's not good." <laughs> you know, something. <laughs> like I love I love um, humorous uh, community reviews for games. I think the favorite, my favorite comment I've ever heard, which is only through proxy, because you were checking out and reading the the comments and reviews, was for Baratrauma. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that was? Uh, no, wait, what was it? No, I don't. Do you? I hope. Uh, so not, this is going to be a stupid aside. <laughs> <laughs> None of us remember anyway. But it was uh, submersive and breathable. Right. That was really good. That was really good. Oh, that, that that tickled my insides. Not in an impro- I found it yeah. funny for like two days. Yeah. No, it was really funny. I I wouldn't mind playing a little bit more Barrow Trauma. I think it's going to be hard to get the the three three people would be necessary to really run with it. I also kind of want to see the game develop a little bit, like before jumping back into it, because um, it's still early access, I think. And there's still a couple things where I'm like, man, I wish the sub design was like a little different, or like these mechanics were a little bit more developed. But it's good. Hmm. So here's anyway. a Dota review. <laughs> yeah, Dota review. Uh, 2,364 hours on record. Um, run while you can. Not recommended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I played for probably about the long, and I did not know you could even run in the game. <laughs> I'm going to convert some of this. Uh, All right, I'll buy like... time while you're doing that. Um Something that I did want to talk about that is in fairly recent news is Nintendo, being Nintendo, apparently did a strike on the Silva Gunner channel. Mm -hmm. And by strike, I mean like they took down videos and they took down uh, 3,500 videos, which weirdly enough is not even half of the videos on that channel because they've been doing stuff for like 11 years. But Mm -hmm. still... It's, I think, the biggest strike and takedown to date. Yeah. I think it's safe to say. Uh, for anybody who's not aware, Silva Gunner slash Gilvis Hunter, they will either put direct uploads of some video game soundtracks. So, like, I would go there and let's do like a lot of Kirby stuff for like Kirby Superstar because that was a big part of my gaming childhood. Right. Uh, they will also do a lot of remixes and meme covers of things. So like snow halation, there's probably 400 things of like snow halation crammed into other stuff with um, Space Jam and other any like meme stuff. Jeez. They produce a lot of content. Uh, some of it's good. I'd say a lot of it's good. And some of it's not for me. But uh, overall, yeah. like the take has been. It's shitty of Nintendo to do this because they haven't really ever had music publicly ever in any capacity Mm -hmm. yeah no it's 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 really crappy i mean it's another um another feather in nintendo's cap of treating their community like trash but like they actually were kind of some of the exception here like there there were other companies that would more aggressively go after copyrighted music nintendo music in particular uh or they would go after their own music for their games Mm -hmm. um but games, for the most part, have kind of escaped a lot of that. Like, if you weren't on the radio, it didn't get struck nearly as much. And Nintendo particularly, like, they have a lot of these retro-style things. They have Kirby songs. They have all of this, Donkey Kong. Um, music that people really love because it's nostalgic or will have, like, repeating themes across, like, the entire series of games. 
Um, and Nintendo didn't take any of the stuff down. So there's just years of it out there built up. And a lot of people are going to be surprised when, you know, their channels get nuked um, when Nintendo goes after this stuff. But they have a different view of copyright, I guess, than I, I shouldn't say a different view. It's within their rights. Yeah, it's 100, like 100% it. their intellectual property, right? But also fuck them, like, right? There, <laughs> yeah. There's like ways to do stuff. Um, I don't know. It's just the channel wasn't making money off mm. of it. They were doing it because they liked games and music. Yeah, they were at Magfest a couple of years, and like they even did like some live mixes of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is being Silver Gunner, not. Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo, <obviously>. yeah. <laughs> Nintendo, the DJ <laughs> at Magfest. Yeah, like, I mean it's it's crappy because like this stuff. If you if you really heavily you know prosecute and protect your IP in these cases, like people are just you try to get like Super Mario soundtrack off the internet, and you do any um, measure of a good job, people are just going to forget the tracks. One of the reasons I think Nintendo stuff has been timeless has because been because you like a song go listen to it and video games have been a sort of place where that stayed pretty reliable right want to listen to soul of cinder load it up it's on youtube um yeah and again i wanted to tell this story because it's nintendo related back in the day i loved kirby air ride mm -hmm. game fucking slapped is it still the day? Because <laughs> I've heard I've heard you talk it's, it's fondly still about Kirby Air, it's still Air good. Ride. Um, but it had obviously a lot of Kirby tracks on it and some other updated ones for the game, blah, blah, blah. But I enjoyed it so much. Uh, and they actually had in their menu, you could go and listen to just the music. I was like, oh, hmm. fucking cool. Let me do that. But then like your screen's basically just looking at a menu while like the music plays. So at the time, I was also trying to like exercise as a youth and I watched like Billy Blanks who did like a tie bow or some type of like boxing fitness, right? So mm. for an old CRT, I would take the video cable for the DVD or VHS for Billy Blanks, put that in. And then I put the audio cables from the GameCube and put nice. that in the TV. So I was like doing Kirby while like punching stuff. And like <laughs> that for me, like that's how I was experiencing the music. Yeah. But now yeah. like... If I'm working or doing something else, when I have music on the background, it's YouTube that I go to. Because mm -hmm. maybe they'll have a nice video with it. Maybe they'll have a playlist. Spotify doesn't really have as much niche stuff for like yeah. the video game tracks. It's usually like, oh, somebody covered a thing. I'm like, that's not what I was looking for. Yeah. Unless you're like an indie developer or somebody like full AAA studio OSTs, a lot of times don't get. That's not really true. Some of them do end up there, but I don't know Nintendo to put their OSTs on on um, Spotify, for instance. I don't think they've outside of like them doing this uh, Diamond and Pearl Pokemon thing uh -huh. from the music recently. I don't think that they've ever released music anywhere. This is a very random aside, and I'm not gonna. I can't advocate. I don't know anything about these artists, but. Um, Kirby's Dream Band is a great artist name. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think I have one or two of their songs on my Spotify playlist. Huh. That's great, but yeah, I don't see any official Nintendo things here. So you know, they take it off of YouTube. Where are you listening to this stuff? Are you listening to it on Nintendo Virtual Console, which is probably somehow what they think that they're incentivizing people to do, or are I you? I like to load up my Nintendo Switch to listen to some tunes. Yeah, right. Just hold it up to my ear and let the good times roll. And then after no. two hours, it'll be like, hey, my battery's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's from my point of view. I, I'm going to argue yours as well. You have mm -hmm. no say in this, Jacob. That's fair. Um, I think it's just like a very old dated view of like, don't touch that. That's mine. But it's yeah. literally not harming anybody. And I would argue that if you're hosting Nintendo's music to make it publicly available for people to listen to, they're not going to say, oh, 
I need to follow this channel more. They're going to say, oh, that's a good Nintendo song. Yeah. Maybe listen to more Nintendo songs. Maybe I'll check out some of their games. Maybe I'd like that. If anything, it's free marketing. Mm-hmm. I would argue. Yeah, well, even we would argue. Even a more advan- advanced, I'm, I'm going to take my own position that you've now stated and extend it and say, like, the reason that Nintendo didn't pursue, like, the fact that Nintendo didn't pursue uh, copyright striking all of these sources has actually helped Nintendo to grow to be that household like staple i'm not going to say it's fully related to it but like how many times have you heard mario tracks how many times have you heard yoshi tracks all of this stuff like it's ingrained into gamers and anytime you wanted to go back and relive that nostalgia you could as a refresh this is taking refresh completely out of the picture right like i'm not going to be able to go in there and listen to yoshi's island tracks uh without fear of nintendo uh coming in and killing me which is, I assume, where they're going with this. Um, I just... I don't know how far they're going to take it. Obviously, if it's like a full song, it's a little more egregious of like, you're making our thing publicly available to other people and we don't want that, versus however many YouTube videos you've watched of like Donkey or -hmm. people streaming on Twitch where like they have sound bites of like, oh, that's definitely from Mario 2. That's right. definitely from this other Nintendo game. Like they're used as like iconic sound bites because they're iconic. They're part of like the gaming culture we grew up with. Mm-hmm. So they get used as memes and other things. Hey, this is my brother, my brother Luigi. Uh huh. I'm a Luigi. Um, the strongest argument I can think of that I'm I'm good jumping off the soapbox because my legs are getting tired. Um, is that listening to music nintendo music on youtube subtracts zero from their sales no one is going out and buying luigi's mansion because they're like i bet that there's some real good music in luigi's mansion you know or um super mario rpg or anything like that they're playing the games you could have amazing music people aren't going to buy the game because of it unless it's literally a music game (laughs) in some degree right um huge plus a lot of times but it's not their decision maker and it's definitely not the type of case where it's like, ah, crap. I mean, uh, again, like thousand year door, the OST is up on YouTube. So I don't think I need to pick up a copy for the Switch, right? Like, no, people play video games to play video games. Nintendo's not getting themselves any sales. They're just removing themselves from people's minds. So. Yeah. Like recent example, we played Omori. I stayed blind on that until I played through it. And then once I did, I'm like, oh, this game has some banging tracks. But I didn't load up the fucking game to listen to the track. Yeah. <laughs> I you went to the it was... on Steam where it's available. <laughs> All right. Shooting some holes in my argument here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, I could throw them some more money to support them. I did enjoy the game that much for sure. Now I need to do it out of principle, you ass back. <laughs> also, I will say. As I see you go to the mouse. And yeah, yeah I'm doing time. it. I'm, I'm You're doing it live. Plausible plausible deniability yeah um oh, that's really funny i'm actually i'm gonna fucking send you the receipt now if you're being an ass about it but i wanted to say uh the soapbox would be a great section for us to have to like oh my dish hard opinions wow as soon as you said soapbox my brain tuned out to like whatever you said i'm like you gotta make <laughs> just, this a segment <laughs> this doesn't matter anymore so i have there's a soundtrack section on steam and i have the outer world soundtrack it's apparently the only one that i have I think I have one or two from Supergiant. I think I have Hollow Knights as well. Wherever they got downloaded to, it would have been on the old machine. I don't know if they kept over. I'm a liar. I have Icy, Outer World, Subnautica, Super Brother Sword and Sorcery, They Bleed Pixels, This War of Mine, Undertale, and Warhammer 40k Space Marine. <laughs> I, am, I guarantee that... All but one of those were incidentally purchased as part of a pack. <laughs> hmm. But there's apparently a section for it. I mean, like, again, I don't really want to load up Steam to listen to music. If anything, I would just use it for justification to be like, I feel good about having purchased this. I'm going to go <laughs> now listen to this on YouTube because it's really convenient. Yeah, I... I feel like we have access to so much that very much when we want to buy into something, it's a, an opt-in, hmm. which is why a lot of smaller 
bands and indie developers might have like, hey, this is free, but if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, you can. So there's not like a fixed point of entry as far as cost. Yeah. But also oh, like uh, if so like let's say I'm somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of money and I really like somebody's music and I want to get their album. I want to support them, but I don't really have that much. Maybe I throw like two dollars. Right. I'm gonna tell my friends like, hey, this band's like really fucking good. I like them, you should check them out. So it's like a goodwill initiative as far as marketing. Mm. It's just that's my thought. No, I think that's fair. It's definitely fair. But again, coming full circle, Nintendo doesn't understand any of these relationships, so or how their fans actually consume their products, or the fact that people may actually want to play multiplayer in any of their products. Yeah. Um, also, I just got the numbers back. It took a little while to run that, but if that reviewer had played um, Dota two three hours a day. Uh, they have played it for 788 days straight every day, three hours. I mean, that's probably correct. <laughs> yeah, I think nobody anything, plays one game and stops. The, the more correct assumption, maybe just like increasing it to six hours. You're like, yeah, I just got from home from work and <laughs> ordered food and played Dota <laughs> until I passed out. <laughs> you know, until my rage time. put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. nice soothing rage hey jay could you check your email real quick okay let me see i just want to know if you got like the same uh promotion that i did it's for email characters tunes tunes <laughs> we've got an amazon delivery um oh my gosh i've been purchased an item and it is the amori soundtrack at full retail price. Oh, is it is it the you that purchased it and got it gifted, or? Oh my god! Is it Dave confirmation has... of somebody else who bought it? That is the second thing. Okay. All right, I'm gonna report your Steam account <laughs> and take your stuff. The email looks the same. I, I missed the forwarded message part here. Also, how I think it says my Steam name in the email too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that would actually that would be good to check too. But now I know that you earned 1,377 Steam points for this. And I have your invoice number. Oh, shit. And I know that you paid with a visa. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Anyways, so. Like I said, we dox people on here all the time. And it's not really an issue. So I will now read out the digits. <laughs> There's actually not even the last four. There's nothing on it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if, if the date helps you with anything, good luck. Right. Anyways, that's all I got. Well, this is all to say um, we're really just waiting until Elden Ring comes out. Um, mm. Pretty much. What's funny is we're, we've talked about a lot of games that we're like excited for. We're like, yeah, we're really hyped to play through all this stuff. And then it's like, this is all biting time. This is this is the delusion that they live with day to day as a moment of import around, like comes at them. So, yeah, hopefully it's good. It will be. Or at least I will maintain <laughs> that position until I die. Um, it will be not even it has been or it was <laughs> it just, will be good day one <laughs> i'm waiting for it to be good it will be will be good I'm, I'm imagining you at like 50 years old and you're like elden ring will be so good so good and you're like, dave dave wake up <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing poker with sean murray you know uh-huh uh yeah oh man i would have loved another person to have think of like put at the poker table Mm-hmm. it's all the rest of them are dogs if i if the uh the poster is anything to be believed elden ring it just works <laughs> it just works it just works um anyways that's literally all the news in the world summed up in the last hour or so by us your faithful newscasters I like how we're like, it's TalkCast. We can talk about whatever we want at the news. We're talking about the news. We're talking about the news. We talked about a lot of other things, actually. True. I just agreed with My myself. My toe thing True. Is, is borderline <laughs> gaming news, I feel. Yeah. No, it's good. 
not not your toe thing. That was actually terrible. You should probably cut it from the episode. But if you guys have any other ideas for things we should cut from the episode, you could submit those ideas at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could join the discussion on Facebook and suggest cutting Facebook from the episode at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. I often be sitting down.